The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Don't stop when you're tired. Stop only when you are finished. Don't stop when you're tired. Stop only when you are finished. All of you are nearing the finish line. You've rounded the last turn on the track. You see the tape is stretched out across the track before you. Don't stop and start walking. Instead, run through the tape. Booker T. Washington asserted, I have learned that success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has had to overcome while trying to succeed. Obstacles are inevitable. Quitting is not. If you are going to succeed in fulfilling God's plan and purpose for your life, you must never quit when you're tired. You cease only when you are finished. On Saturday, I awoke to the news of the sudden passing of Lieutenant General Vincent Stewart. General Stewart was my former boss at the Defense Intelligence Agency. As I recounted with with great fondness the many experiences I shared with him, I reflected upon one specific morning during physical training. I had recently been diagnosed with with a heart arrhythmia, and during exercise, my heart rate at times would exceed 200 beats per minute. On one such occasion, I stopped running. He knew that I'd been diagnosed with this arrhythmia, and he approached me. I looked him in the eye, and I said, sir, I'm struggling this morning. I'm struggling. My heart is all out of rhythm. He looked at me with that big smile, and he said, at least it's still beating. At least it's still beating. What was he saying? He reminded me of the truth, you don't stop when you're tired. You don't stop when you're discouraged. You don't stop when you're heartbroken. You don't stop when you're lonely. You don't stop when you're weary or whatever. You don't stop until you're finished. 
Our text this morning is found in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 16. It identifies two terms associated with the idea of ceasing. The first word is found in verse 9. It occurs only here in the New Testament. It is the Greek term sabbatismos, and it's translated rest in verse 9. There's a second word, katapao, which occurs three times in verses 10 and 11 of our text, and it means to cause to cease with the resulting nuance of ending. In fact, this term is used with the backdrop of God ceasing or resting from His own works following the successful completion of those works. In the New Testament, it is said of Jesus in John chapter 5, verse 36, that Jesus said this, the works which the Father hath given me to finish. God has given me a work to finish. Additionally, in John chapter 17, verse 4, Jesus declared, I have glorified, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. As a result of Jesus' finished work, the gift of salvation rest is readily available for all who call upon Him. And if you and I are going to be successful in completing the works God has given us to do, then we must not stop when we're tired. We stop only when we are finished. God wants you to be successful in accomplishing His plan and purpose for your life. How can I be successful doing what He wants me to do? Our text here, Hebrews 4, verses 9 through 16, provide four helps, four helps that enable you and me to succeed in what God has has called us to do. Let's read our text. Hebrews 4, verse 9 says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched 
with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There are four helps identified in this text that will enable you and me to be successful in accomplishing whatever God's plan and purpose is for our lives. Many of you are seniors. You're getting ready to go out. You're getting ready to fulfill God's vocation for your life. We want you to be successful in doing that. But more importantly, God wants you to be successful in accomplishing His plan and purpose for you. And He's identified four things to help you, four truths to help you, four helps for me, so that we can be successful in doing what God gives us to do. Number one is found in verse 11. Notice the words, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. The first help that the Word of God gives us is, number one, bloom where you are planted. Bloom where you're planted. God is going to plant you somewhere. Right now, He's planted you here at PCC. So don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're finished. Bloom where you were planted. Seniors, you're getting ready to leave once again. Listen, wherever God sends you, bloom where you're planted. We're told in Psalm 1 verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God is going to plant you somewhere, and the expectation is that you will bloom where He plants you. He gives us the example of Israel. The Israelites, they were in Egypt, they were complaining, they were murmuring. So God took the Israelites out of Egypt. He delivered them out of Egypt. He led them through the desert. He provided a pillar of cloud in the day, a pillar of fire at night. He provided water from a rock. And what did they do? They, they murmured and complained. They wanted to go back to Egypt. God took them out of Egypt. But listen, Egypt was never taken out of them. God wants you to bloom where He plants you. He doesn't want you to become like the children of Israel, discontent wherever, wherever you might be. This negative example reminds us to, to bloom where we're planted to be a person of integrity, to work hard, to show up on time, every time, to inspire others, to motivate others, to encourage others, to serve others. God wants you to bloom where you're planted. Learn from the negative example of Israel. 
If you're going to succeed in doing what God has called you to do, number one, you're going to have to bloom where God plants you. Number two, it's found in verse 12, pay attention to God's Word. Man, I look out there this, this morning and I see all of you looking at me, paying attention to God's Word. What a blessing that is. What a tremendous blessing that is. I pray that that life habit will not escape you when you leave Pensacola Christian College, but that you will pay attention to God's Word when you're in collective worship, but also when you are in individual worship, that you will pay attention to God's Word. The psalmist declared, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Notice these five characteristics of God's Word. They're highlighted for us in verse 12. The Word of God is quick. That just simply means it's living. It's living. It's not dead, nor will it ever die. The prophet Isaiah said, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Jesus Himself added, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall not pass away. It's alive. It's living. Number two, it's powerful. The Greek word that's used here is energes, from which we get the English words energy, energetic, energize. In other words, the Word of God is capable of accomplishing whatever God wants it to accomplish. Again, the prophet Isaiah declared, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Number three, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The idea here is that the Word of God cuts coming and going. It cuts coming and going. Like a scalpel in the hands of a skilled surgeon, the Word of God cuts out the spiritually diseased tissue while simultaneously contributing to new life as a result. Number four, it pierces. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. It pierces. With its sharp edge, the Word of God cuts, but with its pointed end, the Word of God pierces or penetrates the deep recesses of a person's being. And notice this last characteristic of God's Word. It's a discerner. The Greek term is kritikos. Kritikos. It literally means that, that the Word of God, the Word of God is my critic. The Word of God is my judge. It tells me what is wrong with my life. It also tells me what is right with my life. It is my critic, but unlike a human critic that only points out our faults, while the Word of God does point out our faults, it also provides remedies for our faults. It reveals not only what is wrong, but what is right, and it reveals how to take what is wrong and to make it right. The Word of God is my critic. Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Oh, dear friends, listen to me. If we don't allow God's word to be our judge here, our critic here, 
then it will most certainly be our judge on the day of judgment. My prayer is that we would allow God's Word not just to judge the external actions of our lives, but also the internal attitudes and motives of our heart. Notice the thoughts and intents of the heart in verse 12. No wonder Joshua penned the words that said, hey, this book of the law, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good, what? Success. God wants you to be successful in accomplishing his plan and purpose for your life. To do so, you've got to pay attention to his word, the B-I-B-L-E. Number three, in verse 13, we find this help, practice God's presence. Practice God's presence. Verse 13 reveals God's omniscience and highlights God's intimate knowledge of our individual lives, namely, He sees everything that we do. There is not one created being that is not on God's all-seeing radar. I want to call your attention to two words in verse 13. The first word is the word naked. The Greek term is gumnos, from which we get the English word gem. The word gem, gymnasium. The word naked. This word denotes one who is totally exposed. He or she is uncovered. The second word is the word opened. The root of this Greek word refers to the neck. To the neck. It's referencing when the the Levitical priest would take the lamb, would straddle the lamb, would grab the neck, pull the snout back, expose the neck to to the knife to make ready the sacrifice. And the priest would lay bare that lamb's neck. What's he saying here? Why these words? He is saying that, listen, you need to remember, I need to remember that when we stand before Almighty God, we're going to stand spiritually stripped naked and laid bare. We are going to be totally exposed. I may hide things from others. You may hide things from others. But the all-seeing eye of God never misses anything. This truth, while sobering, it should not frighten us. What should it do? It should motivate me to be faithful, to do what God has called me to do. 
I need to practice His presence if I'm going to be successful. I need to remember that He's with me. Verses 14 through 16 remind us of the fourth help. Identify the fourth help. And that is we should stay focused on God's Son. Stay focused on God's Son. Notice here in verse 14, it says, We have a great high priest. We have a great high priest. The writer of Hebrews is calling us to remember the intercession of our high priest. He wants you to be successful, yes, in entering his salvation rest, but he also wants you to be successful in fulfilling his plan and purpose for your life, in accomplishing his will, in finishing that which he's given you to do. And he's so interested in you that he's praying for you. He's pulling for you. Remember his intercession. But remember his identity as well. He is Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus was his personal name that was given to him at his human birth. The Son of God is who he has been from all eternity. The man, Jesus, sympathizes with our needs while while the Son of God, the divine Son of God, possesses the power to meet our needs, whatever they may be. God rested when he finished the work of creation. Jesus rested when he finished the work of a new creation. If you and I are going to be successful in completing the works God has given us to do, then we must not stop when we're tired. We must stop only when we are finished. God wants you to be successful in fulfilling his plan and purpose for your life. And you can be. You can be. If you will bloom where you were planted, if you will pay attention to his word, if you will practice his presence, and if you will stay focused on his son. And all of God's people said, amen. You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.